Well, good evening, all that's here with us this evening. Um, last week, we concluded day 30, which was yielding to wholeness. And this, e- this evening, we'll be going into day 31, joining. And in the original edition, that's on page 619. So I think if you add 12 to 13, it goes to what, 999, 16. Probably 626, around there. Anyway, it's day 31 joining. We'll be starting this evening to read and dialogue. Um, a little household notes that I remind everyone at the beginning of the call that, you know, be very conscious of muting and unmuting your line when, you know, muting when you're not speaking or reading, not you know, speaking over anyone, allowing everyone a free chance to uh, continue their thought. And it's always good to, you know, end with saying, I'm complete. So then the floor becomes open for people to jump in and dialogue and share. Uh, And we'll go through the evening. And, of course, if there's people that haven't shared, I will always ask for time to leave space for those people. I think that's it, household things. So tonight we have reading Judy, Lana, Miguel, Lemoyne, Jessica. Um, Sarah Jo sends her regrets that she will not be joining us even listening. She just feels her voice has, has been so, giving her so much problems. She's just going to stay away for a while. But we'll miss her. Anybody out there that I have hasn't had a chance to announce that they're here? Okay. Um, uh, okay. Oh. I don't know just what happened to this thing. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I'm going to put everyone on hold for a moment. I'll be right back. Good evening, everyone. Oh, good evening, Reverend. How's Gloria doing with her hand, the wrist? Hi. I'm getting better. Getting better by the minute. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so happy to hear that, Gloria. Very good. She She has a surgery on Friday. On Saturday, she was recovering from that, and it's all been uphill from, or it's all been downhill from there. She's doing better. Can't keep her her laying down. She's got to get up and go about and do things. She's staying active around here like nobody's business. Anyway. Thanks for asking. Yeah. We're we're so happy to hear that you're getting better, Gloria. Your voice sounds yeah. stronger, too. Will you be reading? I know Reverend Bill will be reading 
Lori, will you be reading um, or resting? I I will rest him instead and listen to you oh. guys. Yeah. Oh, I will read. I know. I have you on, Reverend Bill. I have you on. Okay. So, again, I, get, I did all the household. You know it all by heart now. So we're recording already. I'm going to just ask everyone if they'd be, you know, conscious of muting their phone and settle down. Please mute your phone. I hear tinkling. <clears throat> okay. So let's just take a few deep breaths. Relax. <clears throat> Open your mind. Join it with your heart. Come to this call with a complete feeling of wholeheartedness, wanting to share love with all your brothers and sisters and allow them space to share their love with you. So I'm going to say this little prayer that I've had in my book. And I say it's for all of us. I am God's Son, complete and healed and whole, shining in the reflection of His love. In me is His creation sanctified and guaranteed eternal life. In me is love perfected, fear impossible, and joy established without opposite. I am the holy home of God himself. I am the heaven where his love abides. I am his holy sinlessness itself, for in my purity abides his own. And with that, I say, Amen. Let's just let those words settle in. We are the sun, complete, healed, and whole, shining in the reflection of his love. So, let that settle in. I'll read the reading list again. We have Judy, Lana, Miguel, Lemoyne, Jessica, Reverend Bill, and Gloria listening. And as we have done in the past, we'll be going into day 31. Everyone will will continue to read one paragraph each, and we'll see. Then we'll open up the floor for sharing. But I'd like to, at this point, just go back to remind us what was said at the end of day 30, which was yielding to wholeness. And now we'll be going to joining. And our dear brother Jesus tells us, Wholeness cannot be achieved without joining. Thus, the commonly known injunction of where two or more are joined together. If you would think of this in terms of God or the state of wholeness or beingness, separating into more than one in order to know itself, you would see that knower and known are one. You would see that two or more are needed in order for knowing to occur. To not know wholeness would be to be in a state would be to be in a state of nothingness. Thus the joining of two or more are needed in order for wholeness to be known 
and thus to exist as a state of conscious awareness. Now let us consider this in terms of experience, as knower and known are one. Experience and experiencer are one. In other words, one must experience in order to know. It follows then that what is experienced is what is known. It also follows then that to not experience joining is to not experience wholeness. Stated another way, the self cannot know the true self without joining with the true self. The true self must be the knower and the known, the experience and the experiencer. The quest to join with God is this quest, the quest to be the knower and the known, the experience and the experiencer. The culmination of this quest then is joining. So, Judy, would you like to start us off with joining in day 31? Yes, thank you. Joining is both about union and about relationship. Let us consider this by considering the two levels of experience. That is the mountaintop experience and that is the experience on level ground. Lana? Okay. While, I'm sorry. While you have been immersed in one level of experience, you have been either knower or known. This is why experience has seemed to exist apart from you. You say, I had this experience or... I had that experience, as if you have had, in quotes, contact and interaction with circumstances or events that are separate from the true self. In saying this, you express your realization of relationship, but no realization of the unity in which the relationship exists. You, in quotes, know the experience because you have had, in quotes, the experience. The truth that you are the experience escapes you. I'll pass for now. We're going to read through the whole thing, and we will then go back and open it up. We're going to do that going forward. Read right through. And then everyone will have a chance to uh, opine, okay? So, we have Miguel next. Okay, thank you. What the mountaintop experience is helping you to see is that you are the experience. The mountaintop experience did not happen to you or happen separately from you. It has happened and is happening within you. You are the experience and the experiencer, the knower and the known. This joining is the point of the experience and the keys to experiencing wholeness. Lemoyne? 
as has already been stated, wholeness <clears throat> wholeness could not be experienced without division. Wholeness and oneness are the same. You are one in being with your father, your creator, the originator and denominator of life. Are you there, Jessica? Yes. To have experienced only separation is to have known only half of any experience. To have seen every experience in only one dimension. In short, to have seen experience as happening to you rather than as you. By realizing the unity of the relationship in which experience becomes manifest, you not only realize oneness, but realize that you are a creator and that you always have been. Reverend Bell? All experience, all experience is a product of knower and knowee. It is the one true self knowing itself as one individuated true self. Pass. Read seven also, please. All right. Joining is differentiated from union only by experience. Union is the realm of the one. Joining is where the realm of the one unites with the realm of the many. In each of the many is the one, the common denominator. By knowing the one in the many, experience can be achieved within wholeness. Pass. Is there anyone that has joined us at this point that would like to read the last paragraph of this chapter of this day? Hi, Paula. This is Shirley. I'm here, and I would read the last paragraph. Thank you, Shirley. Thank you, Shirley. Okay, 31.8. The beginning of this knowing occurs within with the knowing or experiencing of the one within the individuated true self. Notice the link here of knowing and experiencing. To know experience as the true self is to know the true self as creator, or in other words, to know the one true self within the individuated true self. To know the one true self within the individuated true self is to join the two. The two are thus joined in the relationship of experience. Experience is not known separately from the true self. Self and God are one and experiencing together in wholeness. For the individuated true self to experience separately from God is to negate the purpose of the experience of the true self, which is God. To negate is to deny what is. The denial of what is is the source of separation. 
The acceptance of what is is the source of union and the ability to experience in wholeness. I thank you all. And now the floor is open. I can chime in, it's Glenna. Um, this uh, really, uh, for me, this this uh, day 31 and joining, and also day 32, it really put um, clarity, gave me clarity about my experience of um, whenever I ask for healing or when I receive um, an answer to a question. And um, and I've shared this before, but it's so pertinent to this section um, in the way that it's described. It's that moment when um, I recognize that these beautiful message messages from Jesus, as I call them, are actually part of the oneness that includes me. You know, it's like the right mind's talking to the wrong mind. <laughs> you know, when I bring my issue, whatever might be going on with me, um, I'm both the questioner and the answer um, to recognize myself within that answer. You know, and whether I call it Jesus or Holy Spirit or my higher self or right mind or God, um, it's all pointing to the wholeness. And and in that recognition, it's, it's like that's that point of miraculous, a miraculous shift. You know, it's, it's um, I'm one with all of it, and it's, and all of it is one with me. And um, it just brings a, a, a true and joyous recognition. You know, it's, I would say faith is, required between that in that time interval between when the miracle is asked for and when it when it is experienced and knowing that I have the answer within me is very comforting because um, you know if you're coming from an ego mentality where you look for an answer and of course the only place to look is in the past and when you don't see an answer it's feel like one doesn't exist and you can fall into hopelessness. But I have that faith now that when I go to the source, when I go to when I go within and recognize the wholeness and my relationship with that wholeness, it's comforting, you know, and, and it's um it's like I don't need to know the answer. But just because I don't know the answer to this doesn't mean one doesn't exist. One does exist. I just have to point my mind in the direction of the source in order to find it, in the recognition that I am one with it. And uh, to allow that, you know, to put that worry aside just for a moment and calm my mind, still my mind, so I can allow the answer to show up in my experience. And that, for me, brings the miracle in that moment of identifying myself as one with the answer. So anyhow, I'm complete. I really like this reading today. Thank you, Lana. Thank you. Thank you, Lana. 
Thank you, Anna. Thank you. Thank you. Guys. Thank you, Lana. That was beautiful. Really well put. Thank you. Well, I uh, I just want to share what came up for me throughout this is I found myself going back to last week's message. Uh, this happened when in the paragraph oh paragraph four where we began speaking about the denominator, the common denominator. And I recall what I realized last week, celebrating what, what Lana had shared at that time, that that common denominator is love. And I recognize that what I'm experiencing or, or what's experience, being experienced in this joining, this state of joining, is something that is extending love. And that <clears throat> this joining is, is recognizing that we're a part of the wholeness, the common denominator being love. We are that wholeness. We are an individuated means of expressing that love, that wholeness, but bring that together um, as we as we read the rest, like from paragraphs um, 31, 5 through 8, I just recognized and, and accepted that that this is all love and, and, this, and what is creation, but in effect extending love, creating love. So we have our opportunities, we have our means, our discovery of when or what, what we're creating at a given moment that uh, Jesus, not unlike the art of thought, that we're recognizing that on the one hand we, we are experiencing this and then on the other hand, at the same time, we are creating it as well. Wow. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Reverend Bill. Thank you. Oh, thank you, okay. Reverend Bill. You, all, all those names you, are just Thanks, love. Thanks, everyone. Uh, this is Gloria. Um, to me, the union uh, and the um, joining in prayer to me is very powerful. <clears throat> I remember reading an article of some village uh, where it was a monastery and one of the monks every week supposed to go and get some supplies for everyone, especially for the kitchen, <clears throat> and took him two days to get to the <clears throat> city. So he took his bicycle, and one of the times that he was there, um, what, what, nothing happened. He went back, got the groceries and everything. The next week, <clears throat> He approached in the city 
a man and he confessed to him. He said, last week when you came, um, we were ready, our friends, we were ready to rob you and maybe kill you. And we saw that you have <clears throat> 12, 12 soldiers around you protecting you. And he said, nobody was with me. Oh, no. No. We couldn't go close to you. So he came back to the monastery and and talked to the, the rest of the monks about the experience. And one of them, he said, well, brother, let me tell you. When you were there, some of us, we have the urgent to pray for you. Um, and we were 12 monks. And we surround you with love and light. And, and that, was, that was what we did. It means the 12 monks joining and love, protecting this man is what the robber saw and he was safe. So to me that story means the prayer and joining, it comes also with us results. So prayer for somebody is is um is part of the union part of the union and love incomplete thank you for that glory that was a beautiful story yes it was thanks Gloria. the power you know, of joining thank you and you know this is <coughs> you know what spoke to me about that story Gloria that as we know from the course of miracles he tells us all the time that we have no private thoughts. So the same, someone's not muted. Please mute your line. I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, we, we, you. Our, our thoughts join us together. Just our thoughts. We have no private thoughts. And that holds through with prayer. When we hold someone in our heart in prayer, we're sending out those prayer thoughts. And there's a joining. So that, that just so spoke to me. That reminder from the Course in Miracles where Jesus told us, we have no private thoughts. That's the union. That's the relationship. And that's what your story spoke of. And that's what he's speaking of here. It's union and relationship. And that's the joining. So thank you, Gloria. Thank you for bringing that to my heart. I'm complete. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Paula. And thank you, Gloria. Oh, thank you. I, I have heard of these stories. I have read of these stories. There's a multitude of them. And I just want to thank you for bringing it up tonight. That is so sweet. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. And think of all the many stories we didn't hear about. And it goes on constantly. Do we know what our thoughts and how we join with our brothers in relationship when we come, like as Reverend Bill said, in love. What we're resonating out to all our brothers and sisters in our oneness, we have no clue. Oh, 
Thank you, Gloria, for bringing that to my attention. You're welcome. So, to me, the joy when you pray for me, it's part of that. And I appreciate that, and I'm grateful for all of you. Thank you. You're my family. You are part of my life. Thank you. And ditto for us, too. You're part of our life. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. You know, this is Paul again in three, I guess. That's where we say, you know, it was said, what glories the mountaintop experience did not happen to you or happen separately from you. It has happened and is happening within you. You are the experience and the experience of the knower and the knower. The joining is the point of experience and the key to experience wholeness. So it, we're never alone. No matter what, we never do anything separately. It's always, we're one. For the experience and the experiencer. And that's where we have the relationship. It goes into wholeness and oneness from that point. So. Day 31 is a real, really speaks to me in so many ways. Thank you for letting me share that. Thank you, Paula, for sharing that. Let me just ask at this point, has anybody joined us would like to announce that they're here? Yes, this is Amy. Hello to everybody. Hi, Amy. Nice to hear you. Nice to hear Hi. you, too. Hi. Hi. Who's that? <laughs> oh, this is Judy. <laughs> well, hi, Judy. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Amy. <laughs> hi. This is Lana. Um, Gloria, your story just it just brought to mind an occasion and it was um uh the day that Pope Francis was elected Pope and he came out on the balcony and I was living in Boston with Vicky and, and a and a lot of other Course in Miracles students and we were all watching it and the first thing he said was, I ask for your blessing and then he was silent for a minute or so while he received the love that was offering. And we were remarking how millions, if not billions, of people were together at that moment offering this man the blessing of love. And um, we all remarked how powerful that was. And for me personally, I can't think of any experience I've had of pure love that was measured up to that moment other than the first time I held my child in my arms. It was just an overwhelming experience of that joining of all these 
millions and billions of people all aligned in the same moment on the same thing, um, offering a blessing. So, um, you know, when we join in prayer, I think it's it's just so powerful to extend love, not only for who we're extending it to, but for us ourselves because we we're part of it. You know, we get the goodies too. The giving and receiving is one. So. Anyhow, it just brought that to mind, and it was a beautiful memory. So thank you, Gloria. Yeah, and thank you, Lana. Thank you for sharing that, Lana. That is a wonderful, wonderful example. And how appropriate. Perfect. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Val. This is Judy, and my feeling is one of, we can all experience this all of the time. This is something that is available to each and every one of us all the time. All the time. There is never a second that it isn't available. And I found just with my when I am, and I'll put it this way, when I am in the mood to receive this love, I can experience it and I can absolutely feel it. And if I'm having a bad day or a bad moment, I, there's no way I can experience it or feel it. And I do honestly feel that it all begins within me. It's always for me an inside job. I'm not going to find this outside of myself. It's me that is the experiencer. I experience and when I'm not experiencing this, then I'm cutting myself off from it. Uh, and I don't like to do that. That doesn't feel good. I love that feeling, the ones that you all have just been describing so beautifully and so perfectly. It's, um, it's just a glorious experience. So why wouldn't we all want to feel this way all of the time? And all I can say to that for my own self is that sometimes, quote-unquote, life will get in the way and I will revert back to my thinking mind and deem something to be awful or something to be um, not love or not loving. And that's all me. And I've also discovered within myself this ability to, to know something or to not know it's Okay, here I'm getting all tangled up with the words, so I'm just going to stop because the words are just going to absolutely render it into a little mud puddle or something. So I'm complete with that. Thanks. That was great. Thank you, Judy. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Judy. And this corresponds to what I was hearing from Judy just now. I'm I'm sitting here looking at this sentence that says, you are the experience and the experiencer. And recognizing that without me experiencing it, without me being the experiencer, there is no experience. Or there is no known experience at that point. And it must be that for years as I've been reading this, I've just taken that for granted and haven't, haven't sat with that statement by itself. You are the experiencer and the experience. 
Um, and that's really moving for me tonight. And that's powerful. And I recognize that, you know, over the years I've heard the, the importance of sharing our experience. And, uh, this fits right into this. And the sharing of experience is the joining in that instant. Thank you. I'm complete. Yeah. Thank you, Reverend. Thank you, Reverend. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Reverend. This is Paula. This is there's so many gems in in these eight paragraphs. You know, I keep looking at them, and it's you know they just pop out. You know, like by realizing the unity of relationship in which experience becomes manifest, you not only realize oneness, but realize that you are a creator and that you you always have been. It's all so interrelated. And then he says, all experience is a product of knower and knowing. It is the one true self knowing itself as one individuated self. His words, how he melds them and how he, it's all coming together. The unity, the joining, the different, how, do you, how would I say this? The, the, the true self truly knowing itself with all its many, many facets. And we are a creator. We manifest. I mean, it's like, it's like, I could just like beam from within with all these words that he keeps reminding me. Anyway, I'm kind of tongue-tied tonight. Anyway, I just keep picking up these gems and holding them in my heart. And I know we're all feeling too, so. And I love everyone sharing. So thank you. Thank you all. Thanks, Paula. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Paula. I love how you express yourself. Thank you, Paula. Taking this to another another state, um, looking at us having this discussion, being here together, and not having this occur within our body, but instead simply occurring within our consciousness. Seeing that as the joining that is unfolding here, the the joining, excuse me, the joining, well, yeah, the joining that is continuously unfolding as we share in this manner. that this entire discussion this can be can be expressed without having anything to do about our bodies but instead is about the space that we share what an honor what a celebration thank you i'm complete yeah thank you Bill. I share awesome. that celebration with you. 
That's great, Reverend Bill. Thank you. Oh, I'm sure you And how about It's almost as if our... Sorry. I was just going to say it's almost as if our spacious selves were just like pools and puddles of water being moved around by one another. It just does, to me, also reflect just the beauty of pure consciousness, pure sharing, with no bodies involved. It's just just beautiful and complete. Yeah. Thank you, Judy. Thank you. Thanks, Judy. Joining in a whole whole different level, in a whole different means, Mm is what we're speaking of here. Thank you. I'm complete. Yep. You know, I just, that paragraph eight, if you look at it, how he takes us from step to step by the, the self, and then he concludes, self and God are one and experiencing together in wholeness. I mean, he talks about us as individuated. He talks about our one self, our oneness. But then he brings it all back down to the truth. One self within the individuated self, to know the one self within the individuated self, is to join the two. The two are thus joined in the relationship of experience. Experience is not known separately from the true self. The true self and God are one and experiencing together in wholeness. Shirley, would you read those last two sentences that you read before from eight, please? Uh, the last two? Okay. Uh, yeah, finish that paragraph. For, the, for the individuated self. Okay. For the individuated self, true self, to experience separately from God, is to negate the purpose of the experience of the true self, which is God. To negate is to deny what is. The denial of what is is the source of separation. The acceptance of what is is the source of union and the ability to experience in wholeness. Thank you, Judy. Excuse me, Shirley. Shirley. Thank you. (laughs) Couldn't we all simply say that we are God? I think we can. I think so, too. I feel it. I feel it. And for me, again, I'm sorry, this is Judy. And for me, it all goes back to my own self and who I want to identify with, what I choose to identify with. If I keep choosing to identify with my separated self, I'm never going to get this. If I make a choice to truly identify with my true self, and I continuously see that this is my true self, then I will continuously act as if I am always in my true self. 
So for me, it always goes back to what I, what I choose to believe, what I choose to think about myself, what I choose to discover about myself. If I continue to, if I continue to behave and act as if I am a separated self rather than an individuated self, an individuated true self, then life and nothing's going to change. However, I want to. I want this change. I want to become the elevated self of form. And to do that, I have to believe within myself, with all my being, that that is the truth of what I am. I'm complete. Well put. Thank you, Judy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful, Judy. You know, this is Lana, and once I was given this beautiful, beautiful thought meditation and I think it arose out of the question you know something like what is healing or what is unity and the thought was uh, it it's when love recognizes love and remembers itself (laughs) and um, I think that's what unity is the self-recognition and I have to tell you that the first time I uttered the words even to myself I am God. That was the most, one of the most overwhelming experiences. And what I noticed was any idea of separation disappeared. Any idea that that was even a possible possibility disappeared in that notion that um, I am God. Um, and you, fi- you figure if... Um, God expressing, God creating, God um, expresses and gets to know itself through about seven, I don't know, seven billion experiences. (laughs) Um, It's all about um, um, one coming to know that wholeness, that oneness, and and, you know, like you were talking about, Bill, about sharing, you know, several years ago, I dedicated my life to sharing the love of God through mentoring students and also um, through my writing on Facebook. And um, you couldn't think of it as kind of a selfish reason because I knew in the sharing of it, I mean, talking to students, and not so much even about what I say. The words are immaterial, but just in sharing that love with them, whether it's on the phone or, you know, chatting on Facebook or whatever, I get that experience, you know, and it just explodes up within me. You know, it's it's like, um, just like that thought, you know, love recognizes love and remembers itself itself with a capital I and S <laughs> as um, being both the source and, um, and both the knower and the known, both the giver and the receiver, you know, it's, it, it all becomes one. And, and even reading A Course of Love now, it's I can see where learning has ended because um, it's more of a recognition of what he's saying to me it's more of a a course you know like you were saying Paul it's it's like the puzzle piece is coming together and you recognize it and you remember a course how could it be any other way you know it's it's just it's just beautiful 
this whole remembering and recognizing that I am love. I am love. So, you know, the love that I give is the love I receive. Um, and it's it is done through unity and sharing and joining. And um, to think I'm separate from the question or the answer is... Um, you know, it's a separation thought. <laughs> there it is right there. If I think, you know, it's Jesus. But I have to come to accept Jesus because he's part of me too. You know, he's part of the oneness. So I can't exclude him, you know, but we're not separate. Joined together, like he gave me that image one time of us being two spigots. But they come out of the single faucet, blended, blended into it. Um, an experience of joining in unity. So I'm complete. Thank you for listening. Oh, thank you, Lana. Thank wow. you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Lana. I totally experienced what you just shared, so thank you. Awesome. Is there anyone on the call that hasn't shared yet would like to announce? Let us know they're there. Join in on a dialogue. This is Shirley, and I am joining in the dialogue. I feel I have so much to share, and yet I don't know quite how to share it. (laughs) So I am thankful for the dialogue because it's really helping me. But the, the thought of I am not having an experience, I am the experiencer. And then when we talked about I am God, you know, I am I am the experience of love which I share and I I, I join in that love with everyone. Because that, that makes the whole of who we are. And it's the the joining. It's it's just so beautiful, and and it's it's a feeling. It's a, a knowing that we are all one. And that's the um, in the paragraph seven. It says joining is where the realm of the one unites with the realm of the many. So I I look at when they say the many, then that kind of takes it into the illusion. And so I'm a little confused by that. But then it says by knowing the one and the many, experience can be achieved within wholeness. So it's even if we are seeing the many or experiencing the many, if we know who, you know, that common denominator of love, then we can still experience the oneness or the wholeness. So I, I just have so much that's going on in my mind right now, and I don't know quite how to express it to you. But to know, to let you know that I love you all. Thank you. I am complete. 
<laughs> you did a great job, Shirley, expressing Thank you, yourself. Shirley. That was awesome. Yes. Beautifully said. Yeah, you, you express yourself so well. I enjoy listening to you all the time. Thank you, Thank Cheryl. you so much. Hi, this is Ida, and I'm happy to be here. I'm just taking it all in. <laughs> Hi, Ida. So nice to hear you. Thank, Thank you for you, joining Paula. us. Yes. You're Hi, welcome. Ida. Thank you. Hi, Hi there. Ida. Hi, everybody. Hi, Ida. Hi. I have a lot to learn and a lot to learn. Yeah, just hearing you, hearing you all say what you have to share. Thank you. Hi. Good to hear you. So in this, uh, I mean, we come back to the, the essential statement. We hear, uh, I mean, this sentence where it says, the purpose of the experience of the self, true self, which is God, which is love. We've heard all along, God is love. Love is all being. Love is the totality of being. And that's a statement that we can recognize and see and accept in this joining. Love is. Anything that's not love, what was it but fear? And what is it but an illusion? a false idea, a false belief. Wow. Thank you. I'm complete. I've been holding that since Paula read that, that or Shirley read that sentence, um, those last two sentences of, of paragraph eight. Thank you. I'm complete. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Bill. Thank yes, you. Yes, you made that very oh, clear, Reverend Bill. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Anyone else out there that hasn't had an opportunity to share that would like to share with us? Are we all experiencing love in this moment? Oh, Maybe absolutely. That's why we, 
baby. We have the silence. Sometimes, wow. Sometimes speak, silence speaks volumes, Reverend Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting. Thanks, Reverend Bill, for going to their heart. Yeah. Thank you. But I was. I want silence. I think people need that sometimes to reflect within. Thank you for that. Day 30 and 31 has really been an experience. And these last days, until we get to 40, are going to be action-packed, as you all know, who have read through these days before. And then we're going to go into day 32, the experience of the true self and the power of God. It has about 20 paragraphs now, yeah, so, I prefer not to read through it quickly. I think you can read it through and then next week read it again. But I like to save these paragraphs. So, again, before we move forward, we'll go. Is there anybody else that would like to uh, share with us anything that's on their mind that came from these words that we spoke this evening? This, this is Jessica, and I... <laughs> I can't really comment on the words exactly right now, but I can say that at the beginning of this call, I was very much not at peace and disturbed in my mind. And I feel very differently now, which is really wonderful. And I think, did you just say, Paula, that we're going to read this section again next week? Because... I don't know if I misunderstood that, but uh, I do feel uh, that that would be a wonderful thing to do. And um, I I sometimes tell myself that I'm going to do that by myself, but then I don't. So <laughs> maybe I'll have to if I did misunderstand you. But thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, you know, sometimes what we have done in the past when there's, you know, a day that's you know, like we're here coming to the close of the call. You know, we still have about, you know, 25 minutes and we'll read through the next day, just read it through and not discuss it. And what I was saying with day 32, it has 20 paragraphs or so and we could read it in preparation of next week when we would read it again in dialogue. You know, I throw that out to everybody. But uh, we know we will not be reading third, day 31 again. So, okay. You have the luxury of reading it again <laughs> on your own. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I throw that out to everyone. Which is, did, did we read through day 32? 
just keep rolling from one reader to another. And then next week we'll opine on it. Would that work for everybody? Like a Sounds yay. good. Fine by me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. If there's if there's this paragraph that has one sentence, then you know it's a very small. Then just read the next one. So the list now that we have, and if anybody wants to join it, we have Judy, Lana, Miguel, Lemoyne, Jessica, Reverend Bill, Shirley, and Amy. Would you like to join the reading list? Are you still with us, Amy? Yes, I, I would. I'd be happy to do that. Okay, and we'll just keep rolling. Everyone will read one paragraph slowly. And Gloria, are you up to reading now? Yes, I will. Thank you. Very good. Okay. All right. So here we go. So Judy, why don't you read only it's like Judy do one and two, Lana three and four. And then Miguel will do five, and because then they open up to be quite large. And like I said, if you start a paragraph and the next one is two or three sentences, read the next and just include that. Or I'll, I'll direct it as we go along, make it easier for everybody. Okay, so let's go into day 32 because it just so follows the experience of the true self and the power of God. Okay, Judy, would you read? Judy, read one, two, and three. How's that? Okay, I can certainly do that. The experience of the self is God. It is not from God. It is not of God. It is God. If all of life is the oneness that is God, and God has chosen to experience that oneness through relationship, then you are also that experience and are in relationship with God through that experience. Here we must revisit the concepts of oneness and manyness. For if you retain any notions of God that are inaccurate, they will arise here. Lana, four and five. Okay. Let us discuss for a moment the concept of God because everyone has at least some sort of concept of God. First, we will look at the concept of God as supreme being, God as one being, one entity. When, when thought of in such a way, it is somewhat easier to relate to God than when God is thought of in broader terms. You might think of God as you think of yourself. When thinking of the ideas put forth here, you might think of God deciding to know himself. You might think of God deciding to create. You might think of God creating. You might think of God granting free will to his creation. 
then perhaps you might think of God resting or standing back and witnessing the unfolding of all that he created. Wow. Miguel? What would the purpose of this be? Would God be standing back judging himself on the goodness of what he created? Thinking that he'd like to make adjustments here or there, perhaps, but no. He has already granted free will, so he can't do that. If the original purpose was knowing himself, what kind of knowing would this provide? Wouldn't this suggest a situation similar to a parent thinking he or she could know him or herself through observation of the children they produced? Read seven also, okay? Another concept of God is that of creator. This concept might have nothing to do with the notion of God wanting to know himself. This concept may be quite amorphous and not tremendously different than scientific notions of the source of life. Whether it be called God or the Big Bang or evolution, this notion presents the concept of something being begun and then turned loose, proceeding from its beginnings under scientific or natural laws. The morning, eight and nine. Okay. Another idea of God within the concept of a creator God is of God existing in all of what has been created. God is, within this concept, seen as the spirit within all that lives, and also seen as an overriding spirit, a force, a unifying factor. God is closer within this idea to being a participatory being that still falls short. Man lives and has free will. Animals abide by the laws of nature. God is still a concept. Yet most religious beliefs in con- yet most religious beliefs encompass the concept of a living God. How might God live? Could he live in time and space in a dimension we know not? Does he live as the spirit within us and as such have some small role? perhaps that of what we refer to as our conscience? What kind of life would this be? A difficult-to-imagine life, at the very least. Jessica, 11, yeah, 10, 11, and 12, please. Yeah. A concept of God is not necessary. False concepts of God, however, are compromising to God and to to self. Jesus spoke to you of his life as an example life. Jesus was called the Son of God and also God. 
those who understand the meaning of any or all of the example lives that have come as revelations of who God is, understand that those lives were not separate from God. Yet to believe that God is everyone can still make you feel as if you are not God. How can this be? This can be only because in your contemplation of this idea, you lose your sense of self. There is a rebellion, a negation of either the self or God that occurs when these two concepts, the concept, concepts of the self and of God, cannot be reconciled or joined in harmony. Either the self or God takes precedence in all lives. All lives. There is no other choice as long as the self and God are seen as separate. Reverend Bill 13 and 14. Whether God is seen as creator or supreme being, God is still seen as the all-powerful. While God is seen as the all-powerful, man is disenfranchised. Even while God is perhaps seen in all things, or as the spirit by which all that lives, lives, God is still seen as having what man has not. The list of what one can imagine makes God powerful and man not could be endless, just as one could make an endless list of what they believe differentiates God from man. The example lives in which the power of God was demonstrated in the lives of men and women are seen as little more than pass-through situations in which the power of God passed through men and women to other men and women. Only Jesus was known as the Son of God and as God. This is why Jesus came as your teacher and was used as the example life for this work. This is the point that this work has striven to get across. The man and God are one. That man and God are one. Not only is man God, but God is man and woman and child. God is. Pass. Shirley, 15 and 16. And yet, God could not be all that is, or God would not be in relationship. If the natural world around you has revealed anything to you of the nature of life in God, it has revealed to you the truth of relationship. As has been said before, if separation had several relationships, then separation would truly exist. Shirley, could you read that sentence to me again? Okay, yes. Okay. As has been said before, if separation... Thank you, I see it now. As has been said before, if separation had severed 
relationship, then separation would truly exist. Yes. Each entity or being would be singular and alone. Yet God has been referred to as the all of all. How could God be the all of all and not also be man? How can God be all that is and at the same time not all that is? How can God be the all-powerful and living God and also be lowly and powerless man? God has also been referred to within this work as relationship itself. Let us consider this idea newly by considering God's relationship to Jesus. Okay. Amy, 17 and 18. The claimed relationship of God to Jesus was that of father to son, but also as one in being. One in being but different in relationship. Could God be one in being, but different in relationship to each of us? Could not God's oneness of being be the consciousness we all share? Could not God's relationship to everything be what differentiates God from us and us from God? So that we are both one in being and different? Could it be that while we are one in being with God, we can also become more God-like through the practice of holy relationship? Could not the instructions that you have been given, such as those of access to unity and becoming a spacious self, and the means that have been used, such as the two levels of experience you have achieved during the days and nights of our time together, be attempt to show you how you can be more like unto God in relationship, even while you are God in being. Gloria, 19 and 20. Okay. Will this answer your questions concerning how God is both different and the same? Will this answer your question concerning God's great power when compared to your own? Will you see that God's power stems from his relationship to everything rather than from his being, his He's been. This is the easiest way to say this, if not quite accurate. Being is power, but being, like oneness, cannot know himself without relationship. You are one in being with your Father, with God, with the Creator, and with all of creation. You are also, however, a being that exists in relationship. The extent of your ability to be in relationship is the extent of your ability 
to be God-like. Is the next one too? Yes, please. Okay. okay. God is the being and the relationship. You are capable for all the power of God's being, but you are powerful only as God is powerful in relationship. Because God is in relationship with everything. God is all-powerful because you are in a state or limited relationship. You have limit power. This is the difference between God and man. This difference, however, can be diminished as you embrace holy relationship. As you embrace holy relationship, you can become powerful as God is powerful. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. So we have a lot to think about, read over over the next week, and come back to the table next week. Think of all the sharing, these 20 paragraphs. Lowly will do them next week. Just to hear these words. What more can we say at this point? I'm, I'm going to suggest that we wrap Reverend Bill. Thank you, Paula. Yeah. I think we can wrap up this call. Think about the words we read. Read them again. And next week we'll take it paragraph by paragraph as we read through again. It's worth be read many, many, many times, which I think we all have done with this book. I know I've read it about five times myself, and it's like <laughs> reading it all over again. Just a masterpiece. So, I thank you, my brothers and sisters, for joining me tonight, and I hope you join me next week. I really do appreciate you all, and I love you all. Oh, thank you so, so much, Paula. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much, thank Paula. You. What a Thank you, Thank you, Paula. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, wonderful Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Thank you, Paula. 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 Thank it totally okay. Is. Have a Thank good night. Thank you so all. much, Arthur. Take Daddy. care. I love you. Stay safe. You. Love, love you all. Love you all. Good Bye night. Good night. Good night, all. Love to everyone. Thank you. Bye now. Good night. Bye now. <laughs>